What to do, everybody? Back again. One time again. Ain't got no backing track. Ain't got no jazz playing in the background today. It's just me and my nasally voice because allergies are whipping my ass today. Um, rest in peace, DMX. God damn. That was so fucking sad. Everybody loved that dude, man. I personally have always thought that he was the best out of New York, but that's just me. One of the best. I mean, I don't know. People say Jay-Z is but I, I think DMX is way better than Jay-Z, but that's an argument for another time. It's a necessary argument, whatever. But um, I was talking to my friend Shindo, and uh, he was like, like DMX was like the first black emo, like black goth person. You know what I'm saying? In hip-hop, he was the first. Like He kind of paved the way for you know, Uzi Vert and, and Juice World and the like. And uh, you could even say Kid Cudi, especially when it comes to emo rap, because um, I was watching an interview with Irv Gotti and they were talking about how his, like a lot of people didn't want to sign, like like the label didn't want to sign DMX because his music was uh, too emotional and too sad or whatever. And uh, Irv had explained to them that there are more people like DMX than Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? So... That was a really interesting take on it. And um, yeah, I was talking to Shindo. He was like, man, DMX, you scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. I was like, yeah, dude, me too. I, I like, I personally, I thought he was a vampire when I was a kid because with the, the cover in blood. And then I also watched Blade. I was like, just two and two together. I was like, this nigga's a vampire. There ain't no way this motherfucker will kill you and drink your blood because he's covered in it in that, in that album cover or that, uh, what that epic photo shoot that he had took. And, um, man, I just, uh, I'm really sad about it because a lot of people don't really understand addiction. You know, like I was talking to one of my friends or whatever, and he was saying that he has mixed feelings about uh, the passing of X. And I was, uh, I was trying to explain to him. I was like, man, like we don't really understand it, addiction and what it does to people's minds because it, it, it's something it's like, they call it the monkey on your back. You know what I'm saying? It's really hard to shake. You know, I think that we're quick to write people off, uh, especially when uh, people are struggling with something that we haven't gone through. You know what I mean? Because we have people who are addicted to alcohol and who are addicted to uh, painkillers and uh, functional addicts. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, even X, he had all the resources in the world, you know. And um, from what it was reported, he had an overdose that led to some uh, cardiological issues. But. That's why, like, I like I've said it before. You know, what I'm saying I don't like when people talk shit about crackheads. You know, what I'm saying because, like, a, a crackhead will have some good information for you every time, like, like every once in a while. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, I think I told this story before, but I was talking to the smoker outside, and he was like, "Man, you'll be surprised who smokes crack." And it made me realize I'm like, man, people are really just they they have addictions, but they're able to to manage their job. You know what I'm saying? They're able to juggle their daily life, which I mean, personally, I think that you should be able to do that. But when some people's lives spiral out of control, I had to explain to my friend, I was like, bro, you, you don't think crack is the shit. Like, like crack is probably like, like crack has to be so good to make people do wild shit in order to uh, acquire it. You know what I'm saying? If they don't want to hold down a job, you see what I'm saying? Like, like, and I talked to this one dude, like you start, you said crack is the best high, period. You know what I'm saying? So it does something to your mind. And like I said, it, unfortunately, we're quick to write people off, you know, and instead of being understanding, and it really makes me sad 
You know what I mean? Because uh, addiction has been in my family and I, I used to write people off. I'm not even going to lie. So, I mean, I guess people will have to grow to be understanding because I wasn't always as understanding as I am now. And I hope I become more understanding later on down the line. But uh, it's just really sad because he seemed to be like in all of the epic stories are coming out about him, how he just used to go to hole in the wall bars and just uh, play pool with with people and uh how he went to ihop and just started making omelets in the back you know what i'm saying he was in a some some 41 mu- music video randomly riding a four-wheeler through the living room you know you know just like every i don't know it seems like every every like nobody has anything bad to say about him you know except he just not he wasn't able to really shake the bug it, it was a good thing his team was around him his family was around him to keep him safe these uh these past decade or so and um i also saw uh black rob was in the hospital he was a a a, a bad boy artist one of the artists that uh diddy robbed for his masters and what what's like like what's afflicting him i i don't know 100 percent um but he looked fucked up like real bad and you know interestingly enough diddy put out an article about uh people like uh companies not advertising through black media because he has revolt tv which is a black media company and he was talking about ownership and this this and that but he still owns everyone's masters you know what i'm saying literally all the artists shine mace he told mace that he would sell him back his masters if he got out like if he if he was able to uh, put together a million dollars. Mace did it, and then Diddy still didn't sell it to him. You know what I mean? So I, when it comes to things like that, bro, I just, I'm, I, I do think that he was correct with uh, being on code with black dollars. However, I was like, dude, you should probably practice a little bit of what you preach. You know what I mean? Because it's kind of, it's kind of hard to listen to what you have to say when you own everyone's intellectual property because you were able to take advantage of them when they were ignorant to the to the matter and uh, putting them in contracts where you're able to own their uh, creative works in perpetuity. So I just found it a little funny that he would like pay like like also he paid to have this article circulated around, you know what I'm saying? Because like people pay to have shit trend on Twitter like like just like the WWE and the Bachelor and shit like that. Like I literally had to block the Bachelor, the Bachelorette because like nobody gives a shit about that. However, it's on the top of my damn phone screen all the time. It was like they they paid to have it put there so that I could be reminded that there's this television show out there that pisses me off. You know what I'm saying? It's like what the fuck are you doing? Like at any rate, but yeah, he paid to have it circulated around and and then. Demi Lovato came out of the woodwork talking about how um, DMX's condition could have been her. You know what I mean? And I was like, lady, this ain't even about you. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it should have been you. You know what I mean? How about that? Because don't nobody like your ass. Like, the fuck are you talking about? Like, like because these celebrities promote these things. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, she'll come out of the woodwork or whatever and black Twitter will hit her with a fucking super mario hammer you know and 
she'll go back into her hidey hole until she can come out and make something about her again too, which is good. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, she got over addiction. That's cool or whatever. But I mean, being sober is like one of those, one of those um, pre-filled out personalities that you can like ascribe, like subscribe to like vegan or fit chick or gym dude or um, what's another one? Uh, Car guy. You know what I mean? It's just one of those personalities that are just in a grab bag that you could just pick. And then you just, that's just who you choose to be now. And people do that with being sober and being straight edge and shit like that. And they are the worst because I mean, honestly, like I've been sober and it kind of like, I'm not going to lie. It sucks. Like, cause people are talking about, Oh, it's great. It's liberating this, this and that. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I only do it for health reasons. You know what I'm saying? And so that, so so that I could watch after myself personally. But I would love to get fucked up. I'm not even going to lie. I would love to just hammer down uh, a 12-pack of Modelo. You feel me? Because people try to make being sober all of this and all that. And it's really not because, like, like, like that's another thing with addiction. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you could be having a good time, and next thing you know, you're hooked. You know what I mean? Like, you have to be careful as a motherfucker. But... Like, you know, smoke, smoke your weed, you know what I'm saying? And like, like everybody has advice when it comes down to it, you know, because like, like alcohol is a drug. It's just, I don't understand why people look at it in a different light because I mean, it's just, it's, it's worse for you than, than marijuana, for instance. But however, you're put down a goddamn handle at night, some people, and they wake up and just roll their asses to work, barrel roll their asses to work or however the fuck they get there. They just make it somehow. But yeah, it's just, it's just weird how we look at, we're, we're going to look at this thing as it's okay. And this thing that it's bad because we said that it's bad because we can't generate tax revenue from it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Oh, so, uh, a lot of interesting things have happened since I've been, uh, on a brief hiatus, man. I know I'm not really, you know, consistent with these episodes and I really should be, but, uh, Lil Nas X, super late on that one. Uh, people are upset at him, you know, for the the imagery that he was showing. Um, and I understand where he was coming from a little bit. He was talking about he was grew up in church and he was told that he's a piece of shit, you know, pretty much his whole life and that he's going to hell. And then now he's actually showing a depiction of him in hell where you're telling him that he's going to go. And now you're upset. Uh, I do get that. But you had, uh, brother, you had such a huge child fan base from the Old Town Road record. You know what I mean? And they followed you to that. So I think that, and, and, and unexpectedly, you know what I mean? They they thought that you were going to, do. you should have been fucking doing records with, with the fucking Wiggles and shit. And the goddamn Teletubbies or something. There's mad money there. But I get it. You're an artist or whatever. Maybe you want to express yourself however you want to, which is okay. But nobody saw that coming. You know what I mean? <laughs> and um, I do get it that people should monitor what their kids uh, watch on the watch on the internet. But um, fuck, I look, you lost my track of thought. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, like people are upset with him for worshiping the devil. You know what? So what? Dude, worship the devil. Be gay. I don't give a shit about any of that. The only thing that makes me a little like like look twice is 
you look like you're in a compromised position and uh, people uh, like that, like, like people enjoy when black men do that. That's why Dave Chappelle didn't put on the dress. You know what I mean? Because you have to minimize yourself to make other people feel comfortable. You have to put yourself in a weak position, like you getting ass fucked by by Satan or whatever it is. I still haven't seen the video. Um, so now they're okay with you. You know what I'm saying? Because they're not they're not comfortable being around you because of uh, characteristics that you can't change. But if you become less scary to them, now they want to accept you. That's the only thing that I would say. Uh, keep an eye out for bro like i don't get like i said i don't give a fuck that you worship satan or that you're gay you know what i'm saying it's just that you have to do that in order for them to accept you you know what i mean and the lgbt community isn't off the hook for this because the only reason why they accept you is because you do shit like that you know what i mean you can't like you're not just going to be regular you know what i mean and then do any of this which is really weird because usually a record label wouldn't sign off on something like that you know, but they're like, oh, now like black man, you have a vampiric image anyway, but, but, oh, you're going to get ass fucked and look weak by Satan. Okay. You know I mean? We're going to, we're going to let that ride because that's what we like to see. Like I said, that's the reason why Dave didn't put on the dress. You know what I mean? People don't really understand how important it is because that's where the whole man term comes from. That's why black men call, call each other man. And that's why everybody calls it was just like, what's up, man? You know what I'm saying? That that's where that shit comes from because everybody's calling them boy and taking like and basically emasculating them all the time. So that's why masculinity became uh very important. You know what I mean? And a lot of people try to blame uh black men for holding on to their masculinity because there was a time when you weren't allowed to have it. There was a time when you were, you know, basically getting shit on all the time, shit on in front of your wife. You know, but now like the image like is uh, strong. You know what I mean? Like like you looked at as uh, a strong individual and things like that. People don't like that. You know, what I mean, you make them uncomfortable. So they want you. Like I said, they want you to minimize yourself just so that they can feel feel comfortable, which should, nobody should have to do. Like, why do I have like like why does anyone period have to minimize who they are in order to make someone else feel comfortable? That's not anyone that, that, that that's not that person's job you know um so i think that's like bro just just know that they're they're only comfortable with you because you're able to bust down like that you know like i i don't think that they like you for who you are you know what i mean even if you're gay you know what i'm saying but they don't like you like they may like you because you're gay but they may have an issue with you because you're black so uh just always keep that in mind uh i saw the uh the trailer for the space jam movie and that shit looks way better than the old space jam. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. The like, like this space jam looks so fucking sick. I'm going to go see it. It's going to be dope. Um, uh, the special effects have obviously, you know, like, what is it about to be 22, 23 years? You know what I mean? No. Uh, well, when was it? Yeah. It's about 23, 24 years since the last space, since space jam originally came out. And all this shit is updated now. It's really weird. Like I don't under, like they should have put his son in it. They they should have put um, LeBron's actual son in there instead of actually hiring an actor. Maybe he didn't want to be in the movie. I don't know. But I'm excited, dude. I think it's gonna be good. A lot of people were talking shit on it, but I mean, 
I don't know, Lance brought up a great point how it was kind of weird with the whole Lola Bunny thing. Like, you don't have to sexualize a cartoon rabbit. Like, we don't really, we, we don't need that. This is a kid's movie. You know, like, that was a really good point that he made. Uh, speaking of sexualizing stuff, there was this, uh, this girl that was on Dr. Phil started it and uh, OnlyFans account. And OnlyFans account is a private, it's a paywall account where people pay to see uh, whatever type of content that you want to put out. Usually people put uh, nude photographs, things that are sexual in nature. And I, I did not really, I, I was curious. I was like, when the fuck did that episode air with that? Uh, on Dr. Phil. I thought that shit came out in like 06. I thought that shit came out when I was a kid. And I still don't even know when the fuck it came out because I was so confused with time. I, f- I completely for- like didn't even know anything about her until the OnlyFans controversy popped up. Phil episode. Air date. There's no way. There's no way it came out in 2002. There's no way. Oh, she became known for an episode of Dr. Phil. Oh, it was in 2016? Why did I... Why, like, for some reason, I thought that that was like an 06. Oh, my goodness. That shit threw me way off. But at any rate... Apparently the girl just just turns eighteen, starts an OnlyFans, and everybody's upset that she broke. Like, like apparently she she broke the record for uh, most subscribers, and uh, I think like a certain amount of time. But I think she cracked a million like uh, dollars a month, which is insane. You know what I mean? But like a lot of people were upset at her, be- or were upset at people who were subscribing, and I was confused because I was like, given. Given, I will say this, it is kind of weird that people are fucking looking at their watches waiting for it to strike midnight, you know what I'm saying, to actually get at somebody. Now, that's weird. Like, 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 let's calm down there, buddy. But uh, I thought that we were, like, becoming, like, sex positive, you know what I'm saying? If if people want to be sex workers, they should be able to. But this girl turns 18. Well, I thought, like, I'd, I would have thought that she'd be, like, 27 or 28 by now. In my mind, for some reason, it was... I, I was thinking that it was filmed in 06 or some shit. And that shit completely threw me off. I don't know. It's so fucking weird that shit happens. What What is that shit called? It's not the butterfly effect. Ah, whatever. But we're supposed to be sex positive and people are upset that she started an OnlyFans and people subscribe to it. You know what I mean? Maybe, uh, I, maybe it's weird for people to follow her, I think, while she was, being, while she was underage because... Dude, I don't think people should even have social media until they're 18. You know what I mean? Because it, it it needs to be 18 and up. Even though you can still just say that you're 18 and up and do it. But I don't know. There needs to be some verifiable shit because uh, Chris D'Elia got in trouble for that shit. You know what I'm saying? He was, he was hitting people up on Snapchat. Stupid enough. He was hitting underage girls up on Snapchat. You know what I mean? apparently nothing ever really happened but whatever speaking of news uh paul pierce was recording himself with a bunch of strippers at his crib hilariously i think that a lot of people were shitting on him 
I saw that he got offered a deal from Cam Soda. It's another one of those paywall sites where you can watch content of uh, from, from whomever you want to see content from. Uh, m- most of the time, it's sexual in nature and things like that. But Cam Soda offered him a deal to actually have a sports podcast on their platform. Now, Paul Pierce got fired by ESPN which is like, fuck ESPN, who, who even gives a shit about them anyway? And um, maybe he might actually start talking the real, real fucking deal about the NBA. If he could, like, like now he should be able to start his podcast. Because people are, people are calling him dumb. I'm like, hmm, this shit looks a little, a little planned out because he has like white iridescent ass fucking lights over him. Like, like who has strippers and iridescent light? You're supposed to, like the lights are supposed to be dim. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, he was doing this shit on purpose. Uh, Got let go by ESPN. And I think that he's about to launch his own podcast. And a lot of sports podcasts want to stay in good graces with these with the NBA and the NFL. So they're not able to speak uh, from the heart as much as they really want to. Especially speak people with the legit inside scoops. So, and also talk shit about the organization itself. So... I'm really hoping that that's what actually comes from Paul Pierce actually doing that. Like I said, I don't think it was that that big of a deal. But uh yeah, apparently like like the Mickey Mouse gets what it wants, you know what I'm saying? Disney owns ESPN. That's that's probably why it sucks. Um the Mickey Mouse can't have you have have one of their employees with a bunch of strippers out there. But like I said, I, I, I hope that's what comes comes from it um damn dude i had a whole lot of shit to talk about i'm not even gonna be able to get to it tonight but whatever fucking mouth is getting all dry i don't even know where my water's at um the earth wind and fire versus isley brothers was great steve harvey took a nice long shit on it uh which we all thought was gonna happen and did happen uh unfortunately because i mean i wanted to hear all the stories from back in the day you know what i mean because earth earth wind and fire actually changed the way concerts were uh played you know what i mean with the big band on the stage and things like that because concerts used to be in very very small stages and they actually used huge venues and things like that uh in a different way and what they were able to do on the soundboard and tap into the uh healing frequency at 300 hertz you know what i'm saying and what they did with meditation music in there uh and their experimentation was what I wanted to hear them talk about. You know what I mean? But Steve Harvey kept interrupting this shit. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why did they get this guy here? I remember this. And I don't nobody give a fuck about you, Steve. God damn it. Like, the, the Isley Brothers have been around since the 50s. And they got one Grammy and 28 platinum records. It goes to show you that the Grammys don't mean shit. Don't mean Shit. This is what we wanted to hear. You know what I mean? We wanted to hear about Jimi Hendrix playing for the Isley Brothers. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, uh, Jimi Hendrix teaching, um, damn, the, the guitarist from the Isley Brothers. Why am I blanking on his name? He is the, one of the coldest motherfuckers of all time. But Jimi Hendrix taught him how to play the guitar. We didn't get to hear any of those stories. You know what I mean? We didn't get to hear them start uh, about starting their, their own record label because Motown couldn't, couldn't hold them down. You know what I mean? That that's the stories that I wanted to hear. Like how they were able to stay relevant 
for 50 years. Like, that's the shit that I wanted to hear. And Steve Harvey kind of fucked it away. Um, uh, Steven Crowder, I've talked about him before. He, uh, um, he pretty much said that he was going to have his producer kneel on his neck for nine minutes to prove that he can't kill him. And uh, be- because of the, the George Floyd thing. And the funny thing about that is you know people don't like you when they defend um, people killing you uh, at at any cost, even if they don't make sense, right? So he basically said that uh, my producer is going to kneel on my neck. I was like, your producer? Like, how about you let somebody like me do it? Because that's going to get their legit effect because he's not going to put all his weight on you. And the reason why I would never do it is because if I kneeled on your neck for nine sub 10 minutes, I would fucking kill you, bro. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? If I put all my knee into your neck, you're going to fucking die. Like, let's let's not play this game because everybody who did the uh, George Floyd challenge, sickeningly enough, they didn't stay on the whole time, but they that, they don't want to admit that they didn't they didn't keep a neck. They didn't keep a knee on their neck the entire time, especially with someone's full weight. Yeah, let me put my 195 pounds through my knee on on your neck. Let me let, let me do that real quick, bro. And let's see if you can last for sub 10 minutes. Like, let's let's really cut the shenanigans. Like, let's stop the bullshit. It's just like it's really funny these uh what these grifters do. You know what I mean? Like I've talked about this before. They find an audience and they latch on because especially the right wingers will pay you. These motherfuckers will pay you to tell them what they want to hear. Expect like expect like just like Candace Owens, especially if you're black, they will pay you money and you get rich. And honestly, I don't think that Steven Crowder believes all this shit. I don't think so at all. Just like I don't think Jesse Lee Peter believes all this shit. And Candace Owens doesn't believe it either. Given they're smart, they're good at arguing. Well, not Jesse Lee Peterson. He's a he's just an, an idiot, but and he hides behind Christianity mostly. But uh, these people are good at it. Good at it. And the only reason why they do this is because of the money. I even talked about the Hodgkins before as well. The only reason why they went super right wing is because they found out them motherfuckers pay. They will pay you twenty dollars a month. Let's do the math real quick. He has. Okay, let's say like like he has more than 10,000 Patreon subscribers. So. And then he and he has some like the highest tier at 20. That's $200,000 a month. You see what I'm saying? And the even the five, the five dollar membership a month, he has over ten thousand Patreon subscribers, right? That is fifty thousand dollars a month. With money that good, it's kind of hard not to say some wild shit. So I mean, like, like w- when you learn these things, like you start to you start to look at these political pundits who. Uh, pretend that they give give a shit about the country, but we're never in the military. You know what I mean? Like, like when when you realize all of this stuff that the they're only doing it for the money and they're taking advantage of people's uh lack of wit. 
that it puts a lot of shit into perspective and you realize that this is just a bunch of nonsense. And like, and if, if you probably talk to them off camera when they're out of character, you know what I mean? They're probably gonna be like, yeah, this is just all for the, all for the ducats, baby. Cause 50,000 a month, motherfucker. God damn. I might say some wild shit too, but and mind you, it's actually more than 50,000. Like, like it's more than 50,000 a month. It's twice that. So it's yeah it's more than twice that i think he has like like 30 something thousand subscribers i don't know but the money is good is all i'm gonna say you know what i'm saying so like i said it puts a lot of shit into perspective um i wanted to uh talk like i wanted to talk more about the uh, earth wind and fire stuff um but uh like i said the earth wind and fire like like if you're ever in a shit mood, just turn on Earth, Wind, and Fire, and it'll, it, it'll, you will have to try to stay angry. You see what I'm saying? Like, like they did, they pushed music forward with what they were able to do on the soundboard. You dig? And, um, hold up, do 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 do. Ernie, there it is. That's his name, Ernie Isley. Um, oh well, yeah, Ernie Isley. What he was able to do with the guitar was uh, creative. It was fantastic. He wasn't taught by uh, normal means, so he was able to be creative with it on his own. But other than that, um, I'll talk about it another time. Uh, I love doing this show. I need to do it more. Uh, peace out, y'all. It's been the Gutter Slus Podcast.